0: That time, the sports talker. Here's TJ Walker.
1: Hello, everybody. Yeah, 850. The T50 sports buzz. It's a nice, sunny, but cool day here in the Commonwealth. Hope your day is going well. Plenty to talk about on today's show. It's a game day edition of the sports talker. The Cats will take on. LSU in Baton Rouge tonight looking to go 24-0 and 0 and remain undefeated. We will break down that game, the matchups, what to look for, X's and O's. And again, uh, just what an undefeated season to continue this run. What it means for Kentucky and how every little win builds that much more pressure uh, on these cats. It's Trey Lyles' gate. Wondering where the forward is for Kentucky. John Califari tweeted out last night a a very strange tweet asking uh, where he was. They thought he was on the plane, but nobody could find him. Some people took that seriously. We'll talk a little bit about that. Trey Lyles is in Baton Rouge, is questionable to play tonight. We've talked a lot about him. and I've been awfully conservative in how UK should use him, uh, but it seems like Based on reading between the lines, I'd be a little bit surprised if he didn't play for Kentucky tonight. Uh, but again, a huge game for Kentucky in a place where traditionally, you, again, Kentucky in the SEC hasn't really struggled anywhere. Uh, they've got a winning record in, in almost every arena, unless maybe there's a new arena that I'm, I'm not thinking of. Uh, but given their success at, at Arena A versus Arena B, LSU is one of the more difficult places to play, uh, and it should be a sold-out crowd. Uh, first, you know, one of few since 2006, maybe the first one since uh, 2006, since they renovated their their arena, which is surprising in, in itself, but a big game, and we'll, and we'll talk all about that. Uh, Louisville and Indiana might get a little three-year series going between the Hoosiers and the Cards. We'll talk about that. Uh, it seems like Time after time, we start talking about Indiana and scheduling issues, and it seems like here in this February day, we'll do that again. Uh, we'll discuss the Hoosiers and the Cards. It'll be a, a solid night of college basketball, even aside from the Kentucky and LSU games. Um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that as well. So again, jam-packed show. Yates, how are you today?
0: Doing well, TJ. How about yourself?
1: Oh no, complaints! Finally, a, a day where I wasn't swamped or, or incredibly busy. Uh, so no complaints here. Let, let's start with this Indiana Louisville schedule and series because let's get out of the way. We're gonna we're gonna spend a lot of the time talking about uh, Kentucky's game against LSU tonight. So it, it's not official yet, and I think. I think Rick Patino, maybe even Tom Crean, talked about this after their their matchup on December 10th or December 9th, whenever that game was. Louisville uh, had no problem beating Indiana and New York. They were asked about a potential series between these two. And Louisville and Indiana used to play back in the day, but it's been a while since they've had some regular uh, series against one another, which is strange. The, the schools are less than two hours away from one another. Uh, you know, You've got this strangely shaped I guess maybe would it be an obsolete triangle between Louisville Kentucky and IU Um, just three of the of the better basketball programs in college basketball but but Louisville and IU don't really have the same history or tradition as Kentucky and IU and Kentucky and Louisville but I think they should play each other and I don't get why they wouldn't Uh, I don't get why they haven't in the past. Uh, I'm I'm glad to see it. Again, not finalized. The proposed plan is year 1, which I would assume would start next season. Year 1 would be in Lucas Oil. I don't know how you know you'd, you'd probably want to make that game on a Saturday. Again, that kind of hurts for TV if you're going to do it in non-conference uh, early in December. They'd want to do that again. You would need to have that on a Saturday to be able to really put a dent in in Lucas Oil. Again, you know that's a seventy thousand seat stadium. For comparison's sake, Kentucky Louisville Sweet Sixteen game, the most attended Sweet Sixteen game in the history of college basketball, that had forty thousand. I, I don't know if Louisville and IU could top that. Again, both huge fan bases, both close to Indianapolis. Uh, but, but if you had it on a Saturday, then I wouldn't be surprised if, if they could reach that number or around that number. So that, that would be cool. Uh, so that first year, it's, uh, it is planned to be in Lucas Oil. Second year, at Assembly Hall in Bloomington. And the third year, they'd, they'd come to the KFC Yum Center for uh, a return set in Louisville's campus, really, I guess, off-campus, but a Louisville home game. This is what IU proposed to Kentucky and Kentucky said no. This was this was IU's compromise. IU wanted it to be strictly home and home as you all are well aware. Uh, Kentucky wanted it to be strictly neutral. This is what IU came up with and Kentucky said no to it. Uh, and you know, I, I don't think it's any secret that Kentucky and John Calipari just didn't want to return to assembly hall. And you can you, we've We've talked about it in this show. People have been talking about it for the past two years. You can talk about whether that's right or wrong. But Kentucky didn't want to go back. And if you were at that game, everybody who was at that game that I've spoken with in 2011 when Indiana upset Kentucky, uh, you can understand why Kentucky wouldn't want to go back uh, to play there. Well, Louisville's going to go. And I, I promise you that if Louisville is a and, and I've, you know, I've been to a, a few games at Assembly Hall, but I can promise you that if Louisville is a highly ranked team, it doesn't really matter if IU is or isn't, but especially if IU is uh, at that point, it's going to be an environment that's going to be eye-opening to Louisville fans and not a Rupp Arena-like environment. I can promise you that. Now I'm not saying that people will be nasty to you. They may. And, and if you talk to some people that are uh, opposing fans that have been to IU – they some will say that they have been, but it's just a, it's a different atmosphere. It's it it can almost seem like more than basketball watching a game at Assembly Hall. Uh, and you know maybe that can happen at Rupp Arena. Maybe that can happen at the Yum Center. Maybe that can happen at other arenas. But it seems like when you go to a UK game in Lexington or a Louisville game, uh, in Louisville. You're, you're watching a show, you're watching a basketball game, you're having fun, and it ends and you go on with your life. When you're watching a basketball game at Assembly Hall, it almost, you know, it, it feels like it's so much more, there's so much more on the line, and it, it's not a fun feeling. I guess to some people that might sound exciting, but it's different, and, and it's, it's awkward, and it's a little bit weird. So if this series does happen... Louisville fans will have two years to be able to experience it for themselves. Uh, it's You know, I guess the, the easiest way to say it, it's not a family atmosphere. It doesn't have a family atmosphere to it, in my experiences. Now, I'm sure there's been opposing fans that have gone there, had a great time. I'm not even saying I had a bad time. But it's a different type of environment. And Louisville fans will get an experience firsthand. The big question is, while while Tom Crean has... He won't go into the details of this series, but has mentioned how big of a deal it would be. Yates, what are the chances that if this happens, Tom Crean would even be around for a possible Bloomington matchup, or, and especially a return trip to Louisville in possibly three years, which that game would be in you know, 2017, possibly?
0: Uh, I mean, I guess they're... They're at least decent. Uh, I think at this point he's probably okay if they make the tournament this year. What happens beyond that? I don't. It's hard to say. I mean, I think if at any point he misses the tournament, barring him having won a national championship or going to a Final Four or something prior to that, I'd say he probably would be out of a job.
1: Here's the thing, and I, and I think. IU, again, is having, I, I think, just an okay season. I think they're capitalizing and taking advantage of a, a down Big Ten, which, you know, good for them, uh, and a down overall year in college basketball. But they're going to make the tournament this year. Uh, next year, uh, depending on who they return, I, I, I think they'll return most people. Uh, they don't have a, a great recruiting class coming in, but it'll basically be this team just as a year older – So it'll be a good team. It'll probably be a tournament team again, probably not a team that will seriously compete for a national title, but maybe a team that realistically can get into the second weekend of the tournament. After that, you know, who knows? It's tough to read the recruiting leaves that far in advance and predict what's going to happen, who's going to stay, who's going to go. But I am curious to see if, if IU were to lose in the first or second round this year, lose in the first or second round next year, how that, how that would play out. Because, yes, it's an improvement from last year, and IU would be technically, I, I suppose, moving in the right direction. But, again, at a snail's pace, and it's not like Tom Crean has the track record behind him at IU that can give him a little more leash to not be as successful. Yes, he did get a one seed in his peak at IU, but has never been past the Sweet 16 with the Hoosiers, which is crazy to think about, and especially when uh, I wouldn't call Indiana and Louisville rivals, despite geography. But you've got Louisville winning national titles playing in Final Fours. You do have a rival in Kentucky winning national titles playing in in Final Fours. And you've got some Big Ten rivals that are having much more tournament success than they are. It'll be interesting to see – even if IU continues to improve slowly, if that'll be enough. Something to keep an eye on. But I, I am excited about watching IU and Louisville play. And you'll, you'll have Louisville and Kentucky continue to play. And uh, if the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee has a chance to put a matchup between IU and UK, you know you're going to see that too. So I, I do like these teams to be connected and to play each other. And I think it's good for basketball in this area. I think it's good for rival, the rivalries. And, and fun to watch it play out. Now, I'm not saying that John Calipari or Mitch Barnhart are in the wrong for not giving in and playing at IU. It's it, They have the right to to want to play a neutral site game, and, and if it doesn't work out that way, then it's not like Kentucky's schedule is hurting. But I'd like to see IU and UK play each other, but Kentucky, again, it, it's not hurting the program not playing IU. And if you wanted to... You think Louisville and IU could get a ton of people in Lucas Oil for a game? Kentucky and IU, especially with all this drama between the two, uh, if you played that game in Indianapolis, the crowd would be wild. Again, Indiana doesn't want to do that; they they don't want to give in to Kentucky's demands. Now Kentucky doesn't want to give in to Indiana's demands. So as you have it, you've got Louisville and Indiana playing together, and I wonder if if Fred Glass, IU's AD, is maybe kind of kind of giving a jab a little bit to Kentucky and giving a pat on the back to Kentucky's biggest rival in Louisville by by saying, hey, you guys could get something done. Kentucky couldn't. It shows the maturity. I, it's stupid. Who cares? I, I'd like them to play each other, but I, I – and if Kentucky wasn't playing in a Champions Classic and a CBS Classic and playing North Carolina and going to, going to do a home-and-home home with UCLA and – having one of the in, in the big 12 sec challenge with the big 12 is now showing to be maybe one of the best, maybe the best basketball conference in the country. If Kentucky wasn't lined up with all those games, then I would say, okay, well maybe UK needs to bend a little bit. They don't. And IU schedule isn't terrible. It's not Kentucky's, but if they, if they don't want to bend, then they don't either. Captain Arctic tweets in and says, UK fans should realize that Crean being successful this year is great for UK. We want him there. And and I've heard a lot of UK fans say that. As long as IU isn't really competing for titles, then IU can have little little victories and some success here and there because that will keep Tom Crean there just a little bit longer. One time when I was writing for a blog my, my freshman or sophomore year of college, uh, it was a goofy blog. I, I, I've never been a huge Tom Crean fan as a coach. I wrote an article about how he was the wrong hire. Uh, it's it isn't working out at IU. IU could do better. And one of the comparisons or the the symbolism I used is putting a carrot in front of a donkey. And it's just. The Donkey's never gonna get it, but you you keep going you keep going it's so close to success but it's just enough to keep everything moving that seems to be what Tom green's doing with i u is it's just it it seems like success is there you're still going really slow but you're still moving so technically you're moving in the right direction and you know, we we know re- the relationship Tom Crean has with IU's administration, and, and he's a very liked guy there, and by all accounts, he's a great person. But as long as you know, as long as they're being successful, if he didn't get the can last year, a team that missed postseason play altogether, then if they continue to make the NCAA tournament, is that going to be enough for them? It seems like history has said yes. and Captain Arctic says tweets into the show and says he's doing just enough there to have the, to keep them to keep him there it has to drive IU fans nuts and i'm sure it does Rob blackhawk tweets in and says do they sacrifice virgins at halftime those crazy hoosiers uh, it's not that wild and again it's 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 just a, it's a it's the best way i can put it is the, my experience is there and talking to people that have been there when i haven't been there it's just not a, it's not a family atmosphere and that could just uh, again again there could be people that go there and and have a good time i just haven't talked to many of them or uh, who go there and have a pleasant wonderful experience it just seems like there's always something. There's always a a fan that yells something. There's something thrown at somebody. It's all right. Yeah, that, that's that's the that's the environment that they have, and you, you have to deal with it. John Calipari doesn't want any part of it, so he's not going to. Anyways. Uh, but I am happy for Louisville. I am happy for IU if they're able to get this, make this series happen. I do think it's good for this area, good for basketball. A- and I think that this could eventually ha- make some waves for Kentucky high school basketball. Uh, Indiana high school basketball is just miles past where Kentucky is right now, and it's unfortunate, and it really shouldn't be the case. It just doesn't seem like Kentucky basketball – despite having one of the best tournaments in, in all the country when it comes to high school basketball, I think one of just two states to have one state champion. And I can't remember the other one. Maybe it's Rhode Island. It's a very small state, if I'm not mistaken. It's a very small state in the Mid-Atlantic or Northeast, and I can't remember which one. But it's one of two states to have just one state championship. It's awesome, but it seems that most high school programs in the in the state of Kentucky value football over basketball. And in Indiana, it's basketball or 50-50, but probably an emphasis on basketball. And they just dominate Kentucky every year. So maybe if you get Louisville and Kentucky playing each other, it it can spruce up high school basketball. it would be good. And it would start next season if they do agree to this deal that is being proposed right now. So that would be uh, something to keep an eye on. But, We're going to, and this is going to be a good place to transition. We're going to head to a commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk Kentucky and their game at LSU in Baton Rouge. What to watch for, what Kentucky needs to do to win, what LSU is going to try to do to Kentucky to make this game close. Cats, a 10.5 point favorite, seems a bit, seems like a bit much. Uh, So we'll talk all about that after the break here on 1450 of Sports Buzz. We will be right back.
0: I made mistakes. I'm my head. You caught, suck me dry. I spit that bread. She need a daddy. Baby, please. Can't let her go up in that ghetto universe. All of the lights. Stop lights, flash lights, spot lights, lights, street lights. All of the lights, all of the lights. Fast lights, drugs, 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 drugs. You're listening to The Sports Talker with TJ Walker. On 1450, the Sports
1: Buzz. 1450, the Sports Buzz. Uh, A few tweets into the show. Uh, Rob Blackhawk tweets to Yates that he wishes Kanye still made good music. I was a fan of the Yeezus album. Were you, Yates?
0: You know, I actually... The the last album that I listened to all the way through was, I guess... uh, Oh geez, I can't even think of it now. Graduation, maybe the one with uh, Gold Digger and all that on it.
1: The and, and Good Morning.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. But I I have I mean I've heard good things about my beautiful dark twisted fantasy and Jesus. So I don't, and I actually I, I Google Play every once in a while they'll offer albums for free and they they had a Jesus on there a while back and I. I went and downloaded it, but I never got around to listening to it. So I'll probably do that soon now that Kanye's in the news and in my conscious, Um so I, I'm I'm looking forward to listening to it. I I like Kanye's music. He's a I don't know how great of a person he is, and he's terribly annoying, but I think he makes really good music, so
1: I I, I like to use this. Uh, it's a little different, but there are some good songs and it's good It's good spring and summer music when you can have the windows down. I'm sure I might be one of the few people to say that. Uh, we had Trevor text into the show saying that Vermont and Rhode Island are, are one-class high school basketball like Kentucky. I thought it was just one other place, uh, and I, I mentioned Rhode Island, uh, but Vermont as well. So there's three. Kentucky significantly larger than both Rhode Island and Vermont. Still cool. It's cool when you have one true champion. It's it's unique. You don't see it everywhere. And then we had Captain Arctic tweet in that Yates voiceovers are key to the sports buzz. Uh, I, I don't get to listen to the commercials, Yates. What Which, which commercial is he talking about this time?
0: Um, I'm not sure. Hang on. Let me check the last break and see. Oh, the last break of the spot, uh, ball moving and storage. I I, I voiced that one.
1: Okay. Uh, well, good Good stuff. That's uh, I, I need to listen to it. I, I guess I'll listen to Trevor's show after this, just just for the commercials. Definitely not to listen to to Trevor talk sports. Let me make that clear. Uh, Yates, if you have some opinions and, and you have some stuff to say, I'll be interested in that. Uh, but not so much Trevor himself. I'm only kidding. Trevor's show's fantastic, and, and everybody, if you're not already listening to it, should should hang around for another hour and listen. Rob Blackock says that he thought Yeezus was weird, uh, but he's kind of weird. You are kind of weird, Rob Blackock, and I mean that in a very nice way. Uh, it is, it is a different. It's different than most of Kanye's stuff, uh, so I can, I can see how that's. I, I, I can see how you'd say that. And if you want to get a part of the conversation, just tweet into the show at T Walker Rivals. Uh, one last thing on the IU Indiana front. Captain Arctic says, just a, a long string of bad hires at IU. Kelvin Sampson wasn't a bad hire. He was just a, a cheater. <laughs> he did well. Uh, are, they, are, they, are they looking to hire Brad Stevens? I, I think any college that's going to have an opening in the next two to five to ten years, any time that they can possibly get Brad C- Stevens, any big-time school would, would be interested in him. Obviously, Indiana feels that they could get him. I, I, I've spoken with people close to Indiana that, that, that say that the donors, the boosters, feel confident that they would be able to get him. Here's the thing, though, and I don't know why people just automatically assume this when when Brad Stevens left Butler, but why was there this assumption that he was just going to fail in the NBA in two or three or four years and come back to college? he's a good coach. He was a great college coach. If if he wanted to, it's not like Butler right now would fall off the map. He had a good thing going to Butler, and there's no doubt in my mind he could have consistently kept them around the top 25. Maybe one year they'd be a bit down, and, and maybe one year they'd be a more of a competitor. But he had a good thing going there. If he wanted to just remain there, much like Shaka Smart at VCU, and just hang out until a big job opened up, he could have done that. He didn't need to go to the NBA to to try to avoid, I guess, becoming old news. And here's the thing. He's, he's doing a great job at the NBA. The Celtics were in, and, and still to an extent, were in a very, very messy situation. Uh, it was not pretty when Brad Stevens took over. A lot of It, it was the end of an era with Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce. Rajon Rondo had been injured and this and that, and it was clear that he was eventually going to be on his way out. Obviously, it took a little more time on that front. But he's doing a good job, all things considered. And I don't think there's any, any chance Boston's going to get rid of him. Now, if he wanted to leave the NBA and found out that the NBA maybe wasn't for him, that'd be one thing. But they're only two and a half games out of the playoffs. This Boston team... This Boston team that has some young talent but no young future NBA MVP's maybe maybe an all-star here or there but it's not a very good team and they're two and a half games out of the playoffs. Yes, the Eastern Conference isn't great and they're 12 games below you know they're 19 and 31 but still being competitive with a very bad team I think that speaks a lot to the job, and ahead of Indiana, I think that speaks to the job that Brad Stevens has been able to do. Again, making the playoffs in the NBA isn't hard. More teams make the playoffs than don't make the playoffs, which is just stupid in itself, but that's that's for another day. But I don't think he's going to be leaving the NBA anytime soon. But there's no doubt in my mind he'd do great. at Indiana would do great wherever Duke, wherever he wanted to go. And it is, and we've talked about this before, it's been months, but we are in this window where it it will be the a new age of college coaching. John Calipari won't be coaching for, in the next five to ten years, I can't see Coach K, I can't see Jim Beheim. I can't see Rick Pitino, I, I don't know if Tom Crean will be around as a head coach, uh, you know, I used program could open up. Roy Williams, Bill Self probably would be around. I would imagine in the next five or ten years, but you could have a lot of big time openings. Something to keep an eye on with Brad Stevens with Shaka Smart. Again, as I've been told, watch for Shaka Smart to be at Louisville to replace Rick Pitino whenever he decides to step down. Anyways, let's turn our attention to, to the game tonight, Kentucky at LSU. We've spent too much time avoiding it, and I wanted to spend the majority of today's show talking about it. Uh, it it's going to be a, an interesting game for the Caps, without a doubt. It, this was the – with the exception of maybe the South Carolina game last season, the LSU game was, the, was one of maybe, again, two games where I watched and I said, this Kentucky team, it doesn't have what it takes. Obviously, that proved to be wrong. But after watching the UK game last year when they played at LSU, and it was a weird game. It wasn't a great crowd. There wasn't a lot of media covering the game because there was that ice storm in Baton Rouge that kept a lot of media members and fans to travel to the game. It almost got suspended and uh, postponed. But that was that was a game where Kentucky really just kind of quit. It wasn't competitive. It didn't really seem that the team... Was buying into what John Calipari was trying to sell, and they weren't buying into one another. I don't think, obviously, that should happen this year because it's a completely different Kentucky team. They have a much more confidence than the UK team had last year at that stage. But you know, you can't really dismiss the idea that Baton Rouge, given what happened last year. Could be difficult. And UK only ended up losing by five last year, but that game was really out of reach the majority of the second half. And it's a it's a team that's going to have some NBA players on it: Jordan Mickey, Drell Martin. Those are guys that are that can score, will rebound. They, they've got a talented front line. But, uh, but I do think there is some truth to the idea that Kentucky, if you're going to play a team, if Kentucky's going to play a team, and you could either choose, have that team have a really talented guard or a really talented big, Kentucky would rather face a really talented big because they can swallow those type of guys up. Uh, teams that are going to compete with Kentucky, well, teams that are going to compete with Kentucky, uh, you know, several teams have competed with Kentucky this year, both that have good bigs and both that have good guards and, and some that have both. But, but I think a team that has better guard play has a better chance to upset Kentucky instead of better bigs. But you, but you do, you know, you, you take what you can get against Kentucky and you take a little bit of both. But LSU does have a pretty good front line. Martin and Mickey are talented. They've beaten Kentucky before. And they've been in similar situations to what they're going to go into tonight. I don't think they're going to back away. And and quite frankly, Jordan Mickey presents a a matchup problem for Kentucky. I'm not exactly sure who they'll put out on him. Trey Lyles, I think, would have been a a good matchup there. But now you might have to put, you know, I I think if I were John Calipari, whose birthday is today, I forgot to mention that, John Calipari turns 56 today. But I think I'd put Willie Cauley-Stein out on, on Jordan Mickey. And hope that the length bothered him, and then leave Carl Anthony Towns on Martin. Uh, so if you went on the second platoon, if John Calipari decides to go that route tonight, then you put Marcus Lee on Mickey, and then Dakari Johnson on the bigger Martin. It'll it, it'll be interesting to see the matchups down there in the front court, uh, and it's it's, it's going to be a good game. I think it's kind of crazy that the line is ten points in this game because I think it's going to be much closer than that. Uh, I, I, I don't, you know, I'll give a prediction, a score prediction in the last segment, but I think Kentucky should win, but that's not to say it might not be a close game. And, and I don't want to drop any names, but there is a, there there is one person that has been on this show that covers UK, And maybe he'll make that prediction on Twitter tonight. But there's one person that covers UK that has all season said that this is the game Kentucky's going to lose. Uh, Even possibly, uh, I think, said that this is going to be their first loss. And I I talked to that person this week and said, do you still feel that way? Do you still think that this is going to be Kentucky's uh, first loss of the season? And he still said yes. And this is somebody that knows basketball and knows his stuff. A friend of the sports talker, and he thinks that this is the game Kentucky's going to lose. He's been saying it all along, and still feels that way. So I don't know. I I, I don't think I don't think LSU's that good, but it is going to be a crazy environment. And, and you do have to ask the question: How many times can Kentucky take? Another team's best shot, and UK live to tell about it. it, it, it it's got to be deflating. It's got not deflating, but it's got to wear on them. And that's why John Calipari said yesterday that he's giving this team two days off of practice per week. One day completely off, the other day they might do some weight stuff or watch some film. But two days off the court, just because it, it is wearing. They did get Florida's best shot. Teams that come into Rupp Arena play with absolutely nothing to lose. Not that that's not the case when they're when they're hosting Kentucky, but when they come into Rupp Arena, it's almost us against the world type atmosphere. And they come in and hit crazy shots, as you saw Ole Miss do, and you saw you've seen some other teams do as well. But on the road, it's they've got the crowd behind them. You know you're going to get some calls. It's going to be a tough game at LSU. Now, Again, I'm not bold enough to say that LSU is going to pull the upset. But it's going to, you're going to have to have the same recipe to beat Kentucky as other teams have tried to. Not that any team has successfully had a blueprint to beat Kentucky because no team's beaten them. But you have had some close games. LSU has to hit, be able to hit threes. Keith Hornsby has to be hot. He's going to have to knock down outside shots, and you're going to have to have somebody that no- doesn't maybe normally hit as much. Tim Quarterman will be a guy that that comes to mind. Their guards are going to get ha- have to be hot from the perimeter, and, and Jordan Mickey and and Darrell Martin have to be efficient. They have to be hitting those step back twelve footers that are are guarded guarded pretty well, but they still go in. You you know what kind of game I'm talking about. They're going to have to have games like that. LSU is going to be, have to be hot and be able to score. This isn't going to be a, a high-scoring game, so LSU needs to be more efficient than Kentucky. Now, I, I don't think that LSU has the – I just don't think they have the bodies to be able to keep up with Kentucky. Again, we don't know what Kentucky's going to be getting out of Trey Lyles. If they get nothing out of him, then that bench becomes a little bit shorter, and maybe that takes away some of that advantage of depth. But, and, and for the record, I do expect him to play. I don't think Kentucky would have brought him if he was go- just going to sit on the bench the entire game. They're saying he's questionable. Uh, I, I think that means he's going to play. I think they would have said doubtful if he really wasn't. Uh, I don't know if that means he gets four or five minutes or 10 or 12 or, you know, plays 20 if he's completely healthy. I don't think it will be the ladder there but i think you'll get a little something out of him but the bench not just from a conditioning standpoint which is also it is important the ability for kentucky to have guys get in foul trouble and it not be the end of the world is huge mickey or martin get in foul trouble tonight it's over for lsu they're not gonna have a chance early foul trouble you know if they pick up a fourth foul with five minutes to go big deal but if they get in early foul trouble and have to sit out they're not gonna have a chance I do think this LSU team would be a lot better if they still had Hickey, the Kentuckian that transferred to Oklahoma State. Weird situation down there with how he left LSU. If they had him, I I might be on board with the upset pick as well. I just don't know if their guard play is going to be good enough to, to, to be able to force turnovers, put Kentucky in some awkward, uncomfortable situations. I think Kentucky's guards should have a good game tonight. But if you had a guy like Hickey, it could be a different story. I was a big Hickey fan. Disappointed to see him leave uh, LSU. But it should be a good game. We're going to head to our final commercial break. Come back, get to some tweets that I failed to read during that segment. Uh, Trey Lyle, the, the whole Trey Lyle's missing from Kentucky. I, I was hoping going into my show today that he'd still... It was still unclear whether he'd be playing or not. Although you know, three hours before game time would be rare for a team not to say whether or not he was playing. Uh, because I was thinking about maybe playing a fun game with where's where in the world Trey Lyles, but now we know he's in Baton Rouge, so that really deflates the idea of the game. But we'll talk about that. John Calipari's birthday too. Maybe just mention some of the just how unbelievable of a first five years at Kentucky he's had and how much longer is he going to go so stick around here on 1450 the sports buzz we will be right back
0: won't even get pulled over in they new v. the good life let's go on a living sweet they say the best things in life are free the good life it feel like atlanta it feel like la it feel like miami it feel like denver summertime shine so I rode through good y'all pop the trunk. Now, back to the sports talker with TJ Walker.
1: We're back one time segment here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. A Tuesday. Game Day. Cats take on. LSU in the Bayou. Nice little rhyming session there. I've been known to freestyle from time to time. Not really, but. I've sar- sarcastically done it before. Captain Arctic says we need two-hour show, TJ, especially this time of the year. That would be nice, uh, but again, there's there's, Cat's Illustrated business that needs to be done uh, That that uh, that's delaying it, but this time of the year is when radio is fun to do. Uh, February, not my favorite month in the world, but that's when things start to heat up, and then come March. That was a year ago to... To flashback twelve months, when started the Sports Stalker, we wanted to launch it right when college basketball was starting to heat up, and it, I, I really feel like it made my transition into radio, doing radio by myself, that much easier. Uh, because when there's March Madness going on, there's no better time to to be talking about sports, and no better place in the country to be talking about sports than than March Madness here in the Commonwealth. So, it is heating up. It's only going to get Better and better, and let's take a, a look around college basketball tonight. Not a great great night of, of basketball in terms of ranked teams playing each other. There's none of that. Uh, but Kentucky LSU obviously will be fun. So much attention is being brought on Kentucky being 23-0, and 0. and like I mentioned last week and yesterday, every win it's just going to build a little bit more. It's a little bit more, a little bit more. It's kind of like a when you play Jenga. You start to see the commercials, and there was a long preview for Kentucky LSU where they were playing Nellies, I'm number one, and it's, it's only going to get more and more and more. But the way I see it, there are three games left in the regular season and the SEC tournament that Kentucky can lose. Now, me saying that, they'll probably lose to South Carolina on Saturday. Not really. But I, I really think that they can only lose at LSU tonight – At Tennessee a week from today, and Georgia, the first game in March, I don't know the exact date. March 3rd. I think if they can get by those three road games, Kentucky will go undefeated into Selection Sunday, into the NCAA tournament. Now what happens there? Do they get six wins after that? Yeah, we'll take a look at the brackets. But there are three games left that I think Kentucky could slip up. I don't think they're losing at home. I know Ole Miss should have beaten them at home, but I don't think they're losing. They're not going to lose to South Carolina at home. not going to lose to Auburn at home. The Arkansas game is going to be really fun. Hopefully that will be a ranked matchup between two teams. Arkansas won at Rupp Arena last year. I don't see them losing that one, though. And then Florida, no way. No way. So three games left. That's how close Kentucky is, in my opinion. And we'll, and, and Kentucky will get two of those games taken, Care of in the next seven days as, as they head to Knoxville next week. Something to keep an eye on. But you've got Notre Dame going to Clemson. I think that could be a potential upset. And I was going to, I was going to get really excited talking about that. That'll be a PT pick of the, pick of the day. Uh, but Notre Dame's only a three-point favorite, a three and a half-point favorite. So Vegas obviously thinks they could struggle down uh, at Clemson as well. Clemson not a great team. I, I do think that game will be close. I think Wisconsin at Nebraska could be close too. I don't think Nebraska will win, but I think that could be interesting. Arkansas at Auburn, I, I, I don't feel, should be that great of a game, but it is at Auburn, and this is a very important game. This comes on at 9 on ESPNU. Auburn cannot afford a loss there. They, they really can't. The SEC in terms of trying to get teams in the NCAA tournament, they can't afford a loss there either. Arkansas losing to Auburn, that's not going to keep them out of the NCAA tournament. But that wouldn't help. That, that would make it their case a little bit harder. So that'll be a, another interesting game to watch. Uh, Bruce Pearl always has a fun team to watch, and uh, that, that could be a good one. Besides that, Nothing too exciting on on TV tonight. Uh, the real world's on tonight, which is exciting.
0: Parks and Rec on tonight.
1: Parks and Rec is on tonight, which my my stupid DVR. You know how they've been doing two episodes per show, except for last week. That last week was the last one, the only one where they only had one episode. Right. So two weeks ago, my my recording recorded the second one, but not the first one, and I didn't. I. It was probably about halfway through that I realized I I was missing a show. But went back and watched the one that I missed, which was the one with Judge Purred, And that was... Man, that was an all-time good episode. So that's on tonight, too. Did you watch Better Call Saul?
0: I have not watched it yet, no.
1: I like it. I'm on board. I was kind of skeptical. But... Two episodes in... It's entertaining. And and there is some Breaking Bad connections. If you didn't watch Breaking Bad, there there are some traces back. There are some familiar faces. But I don't think I don't think you have to see Breaking Bad to be able to enjoy it. But it, it is entertaining. It's been good so far. Parks and Rec tonight, all the bad MTV shows that I waste my time watching on tonight feel like there's something else. Like Kentucky LSU's tonight. Anyways, Captain Arctic brings up something that I was going to mention. Quick update on Malik Newman. Malik Newman will take in the LSU Kentucky game tonight in Baton Rouge. It'll be an unofficial visit for him. Out of nowhere, he really just threw LSU as a team he was considering, uh, really out of the blue he had been mentioning Texas A&M, we we all know he's considering the Mississippi schools, Ole Miss, and Mississippi State, his dad went to Mississippi State. He's mentioned NC State before. Obviously Kansas and Kentucky are the big boys in that recruitment. But LSU kind of came out of the blue. He said LSU will be getting an official visit. Now, tonight's visit to Baton Rouge will not be his official. This is unofficial. He'll, he'll check out Kentucky and LSU. This is going to be a recruitment that you better just buckle up, enjoy. It's going to go into April, maybe even later than that. I, I think Malik Newman's of the of the mindset, hey, I'm good enough to go anywhere and be a top three draft pick, although history has told us that doesn't always happen. I I, I think that's where he's at, so I wouldn't be shocked to see him avoid Kentucky and L- or Kentucky and Kansas. But I but if I had to guess right now, I'd say it'd be one of those two. But he'll check out that game tonight. Uh, I it, it I don't think this game will have any huge impact on his recruitment. But you better believe if LSU were to pull the upset tonight, Johnny Jones would be selling. We're look at us. We're moving the right direction. We've got one of the top recruiting class coming in. You join us, it could be, become the the top recruiting class, and and hypothetically, if Malik Newman joined Antonio Blankney and Ben Simmons, and then you had Martin and Mickey return, well, yeah, that would be a top three team and a a legitimate national title contender, maybe even the number one team in the country. So it'll be interesting to see how his recruitment plays out, but it's going to be a while. On the other hand, Kentucky could beat the snot out of lsu and really put an end to that and make the environment and uh, not not in the not enjoyable we'll see uh, i still think kentucky will end up with the number 1 recruiting class in the country and i think you're going to have some pri- some surprise guys stay time will tell Yates' prediction for tonight's UK-LSU game?
0: Um, I'll say UK wins. Maybe close, but UK wins.
1: Okay. I think Kentucky wins. It'll be similar to the Florida game. I'll go with Kentucky 65, LSU 59. 65-59. That sounds about right. If that happens, though, again, just think of the jingas with Kentucky season. The pressure's going to keep building. I'm not saying they need a loss, but more and more attention coming down on Kentucky. We'll see if this this team that is often considered experienced, and it is, but it's still a young team. I mean, still freshmen and sophomores. Yes, some of them played in national title games. Still a young team. See how they handle it. Thanks for listening. Thanks to everybody that participated. Fun show today. I uh, can't wait to, to talk about the game. Either way, tomorrow, 1450, the sports buzz. We'll see you then.
0: On. They say welcome to the 502 Take a Georgia boy, show him how Kentucky do Oak Freeze classics, paint Kentucky blue. They say don't forget 2-7, oh, be hitting two. Song call it blue, grass song call it purple. I'ma call it home, take a shot of Tron Lay back in the lack and take two to the dome. Ride from the bill to BG in my zone.